You ready? Let's get it. <laughs> when I first started pursuing my passion of sharing boxing with the world, I had a vision, a vision of building clients with superior boxing skills. Imagine a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher that could throw hands just as well as any competitive fighter. Rewind eight years back and Instagram is barely catching any momentum. I would post my clients' progress and share the stories of everyday people working with me in the boxing gym. I come across this account, a trainer holding mitts for this female who I sure was a fighter. She wasn't. She was a college student. I go on to, tra- I go on to this trainer's account and see him training everyday people and pro fighters as well. Catered to the client, but with legitimacy and, uh, and an authentic feel behind it. Little did I know that this trainer and I would be part of one of the dopest boxing and fitness movements out there, that we would later cross paths in New York City and live out our dreams, that we would help spread our love for boxing with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. Welcome to the show, AJ Perez. Hey. You like that? You went up right there, my boy. Okay. Yo, so the, in- the intros are, spe- are they're, they're special for me because everyone I bring on this show... Yeah. You know, we, we have a, a, a certain relationship, a, a good relationship, a deep relationship. And um, everyone I bring on here, especially, especially, I even told Danny, like, the last yeah. episode, like, y'all are like celebrities to me. So to have y'all on the show, like, it's an yeah. honor for me. It's a late night tonight. Um, we're late. We just put the kids down and, uh, well, and everything kids, right? <laughs> you, that you kids. know of. Hey, bro, don't start, man. Hey, <laughs> you, you, got, hey, you got me paranoid now. But uh, yo, that was a beautiful intro, man. That, that really got me reminiscing right there. That's crazy how long, how far back we go. Yo, it's crazy when when we start posting our um, social media stuff and, uh, and on Instagram, our clients and everything. Like it was barely popping. Like people would barely do that. It was only like fighters that would kind of post their stuff. And if you would post like yeah. a client or somebody that didn't box, they're like, yeah. "What is this person doing?" And now everybody. Yeah, I mean. It. Think about it, like, you know, the first few years of even, like, being involved in boxing, like, I mean, I think you got started earlier than I did, but it was non-existent on any platform, you know, like, that I know of besides actual fights that were being shown on TV, you know, and then come to find out that day-to-day people have been doing this for years where they go into boxing gyms and they train with the coaches or the fighters or whoever it is, they go in and hit the heavy bag, but, you know, only as of recent has, like, I think, as it being embraced by the masses when it comes to just being a part of like everyday lifestyle. It could be a fitness modality. It could be a hobby, whatever Avenue you end up taking boxing in. It's, it's kind of hard not to find these days. Yeah, man. And, and like I said, or like you were saying, we go back with it, like back, back. I was even looking at like (laughs) maybe even almost 10 years we've been, we've been on this journey, man. So that goes, that goes into the first question. Like you're the, one of the first I came across that was doing it in this non-traditional way other than myself and a handful of others, you know, working with fighters, but also everyday people, like take us back to that. How did you get into boxing and what got you into, you know, training clients and doing that for a living? Man, you know, what's crazy. I had no intention on becoming a trainer when I did. I just wanted to be able to be at the gym, but without having to pay to be there. So I was trying to cut a deal with the the owners of the gym that I was paying membership to. I lost my job because I couldn't work at a huge shoulder surgery because of the sparring that I was getting into at their gym. Oh, <laughs> like, yo, yeah. So I, I tore my labrum in a few places and I always had shoulder issues since football, but you know, push going to show I'm like thinking like, yeah, I want to, I like, had this like boxing career. I want to start amateur. I want to go pro. And like, it just was done right there. <laughs> and 
I was like, okay, I still want to be in the boxing gym and be a part of this, but I literally can't afford it. So how can I, you know, find my way in here? And they asked, do I know how to hold mitts? Uh, mm. I've been in there sparring and stuff. And I was like, well, no, like we'll learn how to hold mitts and then we'll audition you like to come and help us out in some classes, maybe take on some private training. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I just want a free gym membership. So like, however I can do that, like uh, however many classes you want me to teach cool. And they're like, what? Like you'll work for free. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I want to be in the gym. What do you mean? Yeah, that's <laughs> a solid pivot right there, bro. Yeah. Um, so, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I mean, obviously, the shoulder surgery it, it, that's that's just traumatizing, bro. Because it puts you out for a while. Plus, you can't yeah. make no money. Plus, you can't train. So it makes you question, like, damn, is like fighting really the move right now? What if this happens again? You know? Yeah, and it was crazy because the grind was different because I came from a blue collar upbringing. I skipped school. All my friends were going to college and stuff. And I worked construction for the first five years in the workforce when I was 17 years old. And then that all came to a stop. Like I couldn't do anything recreational. I just all all the hobbies I had um, just honestly making a dollar was impossible for me. I had no other place to go. So like, all right, I guess like the only thing I got going for me is that I like to work out and I like to box, but I can't mm-hmm. box. So how can I still be a part of this? And then I got hired to be a trainer at the gym out here in Santa Monica. And since then, I didn't think I was going to be in this as long as I have been. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think any of us did. I had a similar story. I mean, uh, not everybody knows, but I was an MMA fighter before boxing and, yeah, I um, that. And I remember I really wanted to pursue MMA and I was wrestling one time and I had the guy up against the, the, the cage or the wall and he tripped me back and I made the rookie mistake, of course, of posting my arm. He fell on top of me and my elbow completely like dislocated. And I, and I was already teaching kids classes at the time and holding mitts for clients. And I couldn't even do that anymore. And, um, and that's when I started kind of bleeding into like, the boxing world as well. So I was like, you know what? Like, let me really just pursue boxing a little more now. Um, and, and it wouldn't affect me for, from not working as much as MMA would. Because MMA, uh, they're both difficult. Like, I've done everything. I've done multiple cage fights. I've done a couple kickboxing matches, um, a ton of jujitsu tournaments, and boxing fights. And they're all different, difficult in their own way. But MMA wrestling kickboxing muay thai that shit like destroys your body your joints your muscles i kick the shit out of people my shit's hurting more like like, people forget about if you if you want to deliver impact uh, a part of it is you have to absorb the impact when you deliver it yeah (laughs) so when you gotta throw a kick at somebody i've never had to do it before but it hurts when i even have to do it on the bag just playing around Mm-hmm. <laughs> could imagine catching somebody's bone or something when i'm like still green with the new sport yeah yeah <laughs> beat up like that man and, really and we saw we but we saw it early right we saw the opportunity yeah. on like sharing a glimpse of martial arts boxing in general with the general population you're like holy holy shit like people are actually paying us like actual personal trainers and and because the fitness scene was blowing up at that time with instagram yeah. just not the boxing world or any yeah. of that that was like when I think there was like live fit and shreds and like these, the yep. first fitness influencers were bursting on the scene. And mm-hmm. um, we were like, man, people are paying train these like high celebrity trainers, but not to like work them out, but to teach them boxing as a workout. So yeah. I, we saw that early. I mean, here's the thing. I'd like to say that I saw it early. Maybe you did. Cause like maybe your hindsight's better than mine, but literally I was just doing it to do it. And like, yeah. what's crazy is how, 
it all comes full circle where the fitness industry like ends up kind of engulfing like this new modality that's going to be the hottest new thing. And at some point, you know, if you put all your money into this stock, some people are like, hey, box is going to take off. Box is going to take off. Everybody wants to do it. I didn't know that at the time. I was just involved in boxing because that's what I did. And then, you know, I as the years went on, I keep looking around at the clients coming into different gyms and, you know, different gyms even opening up in different parts of the world because now we can see it on the online platform. It's like, wow, people are really, you know, making this a part of their day to day. And the people that started boxing when they were 30, 35, 50 even, and that was their first time putting on a pair of gloves and now it's something that they do every single day. Yeah, yeah. What was your first client like? I mean, I, I was a horrible trainer at the start of it. What, what oh, was your man. first client? Like, what was that whole experience like? You know what? My first clients uh, were just the people that took the group classes that I taught. Mm-hmm. And then my friends that helped. That help, You know, it's funny. I didn't practice holding mitts for a lot of my friends that were competing in boxing. I was like, hey, I need practice holding mitts for like real people who don't know how to box. And I need to practice like the verbiage on how to communicate what I need them to do because I didn't know how to do it. It's funny. You don't realize that, that, all right, you could have been spending like five years, you know, sparring every day in the gym, training every day, maybe taking amateur fights. And then you go with the training somebody trying to communicate to them what needs to be done is a completely different avenue you're going down now. And I was so caught off guard because it was extremely difficult to do. I was like, yo, hold on. I I thought like I'd be able to communicate this a lot easier, but then I never stepped into the position of a coach or a trainer or whatever it is. And I think that helped me out a lot is the first few clients that I trained were people that never put on gloves before. And they were my friends and they were training with me for free because I needed to practice. And to be honest, I still have sessions like on a weekly basis where it's because I want the practice. And I think that whatever piece of clay you are, like from my standpoint, my standpoint as an artist, I'm like, oh, this is going to be clay that I want to mold into something. And I feel like I can help you along your journey if you're trying to be a boxer, whether it's a professional level, an amateur level, or if it's uh, you're doing this recreationally. And that, that's, that's, I want to point something out right there because that's super dope. You mentioned that like an artist shaping their clay and, and making art out of it. And that's what makes you a great coach. That's what made, made me, made you catch my eye on social media when you were shaping these everyday people to be great at boxing as you took it, like you took it from that perspective, like an artist shaping them and understanding that every piece of clay is different. A great coach. Yeah. Not, not just, just has the knowledge and experience, but a great coach is a great communicator and a great coach. And I hope a lot of the boxers that watch this, um, watch this podcast know that you can make a great, great living becoming a boxing coach to the everyday people. You don't have to just train fighters. Like AJ yeah. and I, we, we made a great career out of it and, and make great livings off of it because we learned how to adapt and pivot as coaches so that's something that's super dope i'm glad you you pointed out you don't train you know a doctor who's coming in to pay you for an hour session to learn boxing the same as you would a fighter you know you train both you train professional fighters you train everyday people like yeah you still want to teach them authentically and you still want to teach them the right way but there's a different way to communicate there's a different energy you put out there's different authority you put out and that's what makes us good coaches and i'm gonna say that like Agreed. not yeah. in a cocky cocky way but in a confident way we are great yeah. coaches because we could teach in a group setting a fitness setting a one-on-one setting and a fight setting like right. a, 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 and and you could you know define a good coach differently but in my opinion sure. a great coach can can communicate their knowledge to anybody in any way 
Yeah, facts, man. And like, you know, it's crazy because I know coaches that only train fighters and I know trainers that only train fitness clients and like they're both happy in all their avenues, but you don't really find too many coaches like you and I that do both, mm-hmm. you know, and do it authentically. And, you know, because it's tough to really buy into the fitness thing if you come from the only the fight scene. I understand, you know, the mm-hmm. hurdles that it comes with to like completely buy into something that might feel corny to you. But at the end of the day, like if you're good at it, then it's going to show and you're actually going to enjoy what you do. And it's its own. It deserves its own level of respect. And like, man, it's crazy that you point that out. But um, when it comes to like the the clay thing, you know that that saying I actually take from one of my friends who uh, only trains fighters and high level fighters, right? He's like, yeah, like that that fighter's good clay. I was and I heard that once out of his mouth. And I'm like, yo, my buddy Wally might be onto something here with his. With his yo, thing, you know? <laughs> shout shout out to Wally. We got to get him on the show because he is. Shout out I to know Wally. he. Wally don't give a fuck about social media and shit, but you know, the world needs to know how great of a coach he is. And, yeah. and what you and I talked about is it, like, it's hard to yeah. find a good, good coach, a person that yeah. sees the little details in a client or a fighter and knows how to drill and, and, and get them to move a certain way. Um, he's yeah. one of them. He sees yeah. and shout out to Julian um, Chua Tua at Brick Yo. House, another great coach that we, we're going to get on the show soon too. Like, these are the yeah. next generation of, of uh, uh, Hall of Fame coaches, and it's cool yeah, like to, to to watch them do the thing. Young you know? young coaches like telling these guys at the highest level of their respective sport and guiding them through an entire training camp and then cornering an entire fight and having their fighters be extremely successful. And you know these fighters go looking for them, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like yo, like you know you can. There's fighters and managers that can go to any gym in the world. And their fighters are that talented, and they're like, oh, we got to go see a Wally. We got to go see a Julian Chua. Mm-hmm. Like, those are top guys on the list with great names like Freddie Roach, Buddy McGirt. You know, so many coaches you continue listing just in the city of L.A. And these guys have the respect of, like, you know, oh, my God. Their brains just operate at, the, at that same level. Mm-hmm. And from a perspective of, like, any day-to-day person, you look at, you know, any coaching level. It's like, all right, there's an obvious difference from the high school basketball coach than there is to Steve Krzyzewski, right? That's, mm. that's right. The, the, the guy yeah. who coaches the, uh, the Yeah, the, the Duke, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Duke. All right, so, you know, that guy with the X's and O's might not have been, you know, for lack of a better term, like the best athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Might not have been the best guy, you know, you probably can't even slam dunk basketball, but when you give the guy a pen and paper and make him draw out the X's and O's, he's the best in the business. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. it's funny because, like, all, like, the coaches that I know, like, they didn't ever even, like, at some point, the hurdles that life provided for them caused them to not turn professional as fighters. They might have, yeah. you know, gone amateur and then, you know, injuries or whatever catalyst it was that, you know, shifted their career to being coaches. They got a head start. And now, you know, into their early 30s or, you know, late 20s, they're well recognized in the fight scene, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think what separates them as great coaches is, is yes, they, they have that attention to detail and they see certain things, but they were surrounded in that environment. So yeah. all the other young coaches out there or even, you know, fitness, fitness family out there that's trying to step into this boxing realm, like, like no, you still got to be in it. You still got to train mm-hmm. for real. Like even you and I, we may not be active competitors now, but we train every day. We're we're still yeah. in this environment every day. And you yeah. you said something earlier too is is the boxing world going in the fitness world and the fitness world going in the boxing world. I think that's the key right there. If you want to do mm-hmm. both, 
you got to be able to 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 go to both sides of it. And and yeah. so for the boxing coaches out there listening that want to make a better living and want to start training client clients and uh, getting paid more like a fitness professional does, like boxers, boxing coaches, you have to step in to the fitness world. And for the fitness people that want to start coaching boxing, even if it's just in a fitness setting, y'all got to step into the boxing world as well. It, it oh, can't yeah. just be one-sided unless yeah. you want to be mediocre with it. Exactly. I agree 100% because, like, you know, you and I both have worked, you know, on both sides of the spectrum for years now. And we've seen extremely high-level boxers come in and try to do the fitness thing and not have any clue what to do, which is fine. And then you're like, okay, now you start to seize up. Wow this person might've had all these accolades as a fighter and they step into the fitness scene and they might struggle a little bit. I'm telling you, it's a whole new thing to learn. It's a whole new thing to involve yourself in and vice versa. You see a person who like, you know, only likes to be in the fitness studio and this, this, that, and the third, and they feel like the toughest guy at, you know, their local boxing class or hit and miss with their trainer. Then you put them into the boxing gym and it doesn't really correlate when it comes to a sparring or a competition setting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the game will evolve. Like we've seen it evolve. Like mm -hmm. it's crazy seeing again, like we were on Instagram 10 plus years ago, fitness was big, boxing was nothing. And there was no one really stepping into the boxing and fitness world. And now look at it. Everybody boxes, YouTubers yeah. boxing, celebrities boxing, athletes boxing, like mm -hmm. everyone's boxing now. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it all comes full circle. Again, when we first started, I don't remember it being as popular as it is now, which is wild to like be a part of the growth. Because as far as I'm concerned, guys like you, Jeremiah, are the reason why it's pushed to the masses. You know, mm -hmm. and like it, even now, like it, you can say that from the humble beginnings you did have. Now you can list people on the name of, and on your resume where it's like, okay, yeah, like, you know, uh, members at Peloton were able to see you know, a little taste of a boxing modality because of a program that I put together for them. Yeah. There's no other trainer in the boxing game that can say that, bro. <laughs> you know I know. I, mean? I, 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 I got to remind myself that. And shout out to, to Peloton for help, ha letting me be on that platform and helping shape the boxing program. And shout out to the dope, dope ass instructors on there that, that I worked with. And Dude, they're Super they're killing stars, man. it, man. Uh, they Super helped stars. they helped us share boxing. There's seven at the time when I was consulting for them, and we launched mm -hmm. that program. I mean, there were seven million people on their app, and we did a we did a fundamental, authentic boxing program and mm -hmm. launched it to seven million people. Like, and that yeah. was just with Peloton. Now yeah. I'm going into my next my next question with you is is don't don't forget the the group fitness um wave that we were on too and that's yeah, how we yeah. linked up in in new york i mean we both got to play a memorable role in the fitness boxing scene mm -hmm. lots of haters at first but now it's <laughs> flourishing and really providing fighters and coaches a great living including ourselves um yeah. what kind of advice do you have for i know we covered a little bit of it but what advice mm -hmm. do you have for other boxing coaches out there how do they grow within their brand their business or following because you have a great social media following. You have a great reputation in the boxing world, the fitness world. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out to you. You're um, uh, uh, just on the Lululemon mirror now, you know, working with rumble boxing and sharing mm -hmm. boxing to their, you know, millions of members. Like how do, how does somebody get in your position, man? I mean, honestly, just being involved on every, aspect and it, it, it didn't just happen overnight it literally took an entire decade of building a career on both ends all right so the you know at some point 
your boxing career ends, whether it ends early, like minded, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, before it even like kicks off anywhere, you're like, okay, I just like being in the gym. What can I do? And you might just end up finding a talent in the coaching spectrum. And if you find that talent, you got to pursue that to the best of your ability. And for me, it ended up being where I'm training mostly fitness clients. And so when it came to that, I had to learn how to communicate to this clientele. So as soon as you get any opportunity to have to communicate to a group of people that you don't often communicate with, and you have to, you know, pretty much translate this sport that is often referred to as some of the, one of the most brutal sports in the world, honestly, one of the most difficult sports in the world, if not the most complex. (laughs) Yeah. And you have to communicate this and get, you know, get the basics out to the everyday person. So honestly, like being involved with any, any gym that has a regular Mm. nine to five person or clientele that comes in, get involved in that. And then here's the thing, the same price that the Equinox trainer uh, charges you have every right to charge the exact same amount. One million percent, bro. One million percent. I, 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 like, I'm so happy you brought that up because that's something I wanted to bring up too, is, is like boxing coaches out there is like, don't like, don't bring down your value. If you're training somebody and they're not a competitive fighter, like look at the market around you. What is the, the, the commercial gym charging for a session? And that's, mm-hmm. that's your base right there. Because at the end of the day, if you could do everything that a, a fitness instructor, a fitness trainer can do if, you, if you do, if you study and get the certifications, if you understand the body, but you also understand the boxing, which you put mm-hmm. your life on the line to learn, mm-hmm. of course you should be able to charge um, as much as they do, if not even more. <clears throat> yeah, probably more. Because it's funny, like, you know, a lot of things that you can learn out of a textbook to get you to you know, a new level of a trainer and like, obviously getting educated is the best thing you can do. You can learn that out of a textbook, you know, like I've done the certifications, I've done the workshops. And that was like probably the first three, four years of my, of my career. I had my gym actually paying for me to attend a lot of workshops, get a TRX certification, get a kettlebell certification, get a powerlifting and barbell certification. These are all separate workshops outside of the textbooks that you can learn from. But when it comes to the boxing thing, there's only one way to learn this. Mm-hmm. It, it, it involves, you know, a few cuts and bruises and maybe concussions along the way. And mm-hmm. honestly, that's that's just scratching the surface. That's that's if you get out of it lucky. Yeah. And that you put your life on the line to to learn mm-hmm. and experience all this. So, you know, to summarize that, what makes a great boxing coach in the fitness world? You 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 have the certifications, you have the boxing experience, mm-hmm. and you're able to communicate your knowledge and experience to your clients. And oh, yeah. you're able to go to both sides of the realm, the fitness realm, the boxing realm, the boxing realm, back to the fitness realm and vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult, but at the same time, if you want to make a good living off of it, if you want to, you know, share the good word of boxing with the, with the general population, with the general public, like we've done it. And, and that's why I'm so excited for this conversation because I hope it helps a lot more boxers and boxing coaches out there. And it also helps, you know, the, the listeners on here that are clients and understanding like, look, my boxing coach is, is valuable to me and, 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 and I really appreciate them for what they do. And, and we shouldn't be undervalued just because we're, you know, boxing gyms are grungy and, and, and a lot of them are, are sprouted from like nonprofits to help kids get off the streets. And that's how boxing programs were built. Mm-hmm. But now that it's going into the mainstream and the public, like 
there's no reason why we can't be treated like your traditional personal trainer. Yeah. And over the years, it's, you know, it still obviously hasn't blended in completely, but it does coexist. You see the everyday clientele after spending so many, you know, hours at the studio that only offers a fitness modality and a boxing inspired workout, you know, for any gym, you'll see them like, well, all right, what's the next level? I want to go to a gym that at least lets me like work with a coach one-on-one to hit some mitts or like, you know, work in the bag and shadow box in the actual ring. And you don't have to get hit in the face to do that. And these gym, these gyms are open to you. And you just got to ask around to see where ones are in your area. Yeah. And I mentioned it earlier too, the, 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 the three things that I think makes a great boxing coach, but I, I, I wanted to mention one, one more and it's an open mind, right? Because yeah. I talked about haters in the beginning of the bit boxing <laughs> fitness scene kind of coming on, you know, on the scene. And I remember there was a social media account on there. It's called Boxing Shame. And, yeah. and whether they just want to poke fun at really bad boxing trainers and, and put them on yeah. blast and everything. I saw that and I was like, look, like this is such a missed opportunity because even colleagues at one of the boxing studios we worked at Rumble were getting featured on, on, on that account, that site. And I'm like, yo, why are y'all hating on these people? Because at the end of the day, they have the desire to, to want to share boxing in the fitness world. They have the desire to want to learn boxing the right way, but nobody wants to teach them. Shit. I'll teach them. Yeah. And, and look what happened. That. <laughs> that come come with the open mind. Like don't yeah. don't come out here trying to embarrass other people in, in an effort to, I don't know, take clients away from them or, or it don't work that way. Cause what yeah, what yeah. real client's gonna be like, oh yeah, you're right, you're making fun of that client. I want to train with you. Yeah, <laughs> it man, it's just how life works. <laughs> I mean, shout out to Boxing Shame because I think it was like, you know, uh, at, at least for people who ended up on it, I would hope that it was something that lit a fire in your ass. Like, hey, man, there's like people that, you know, come from a more authentic boxing world. Yeah. and They think that what you're doing sucks. So, you know, take that for what it is and get better. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's a, you know, I don't think it's the right way to go about it by any means. But, you know, I think the best way to throw it back in their face is like, all right, look at all the people you put up, you know, maybe like six years ago and they stayed with it every single day. Look at them now. Yeah. And they're nice they're with like, it. Yeah. I, I, you see the difference. Like I've seen people who ended up on there and they're like, you know, they did a, you know, they did a training camp. It took an amateur fight or something just to yeah. like, you know, prove to themselves and like, all right, good for you. Like, yeah. you know, and if that was the catalyst that got you to, you know, bite down a little bit harder on your mouthpiece and actually learn something, then cool. But at the yeah. same time, like, man, like that's a terrible way to go about it. People do that. <laughs> and again, I remember at the time when it was like really popping to like throw shade really easily at the fitness space that was brand new to the boxing thing. When, um, you know, rumble boxing was brand new. And prior to you and I both being involved in it, I remember me and you linked up, you know, for the first time, this was like 2017. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were already in New York city experiencing the growth from there. And like, I was seeing it from the West side and it was a trip because, there was a lot of shade being thrown back then. And then, you know, at some point there was some, there was some legitimacy that came into it because they were actually going into the real boxing gyms, uh, you know, whether it was in New York at Gleason's or whether it was in LA at fortune boxing, these trainers that come into it from a group fitness experience standpoint, and they know how to deliver group fitness experience and an on-camera digital workout with all the certifications they got valuable. Dude, they're in the gym every day training boxing because yeah. now that they're going to wear that hat too. They're gonna like, all right, I'm going to grab a yeah. microphone and teach a boxing-inspired workout. I'm going to be in the gym training. And yeah, they're doing both. 
man, it's not an easy thing to transition into either. Like I'd rather yeah. do the other way, you know, it's like, all right, I did boxing first. Now I can learn the fitness stuff. Like mm-hmm. I can get that out of the textbook. You start on- boxing late. It's not easy to get into. Yeah. And honestly, Rumble Boxing, man, I have nothing but great things to say. Like Eugene, Noah, Stenzler, DeMarco, the the, the original OG owners, like they put us on and they gave yeah. us a shot. Cause we at the end of the day, we were, you know, we had this vision, we had this dream of sharing boxing, but they gave us the platform and the opportunity to help them. You know, we oh, yeah. we helped them and they helped us. And it was it was such a great great chapter in my in my career and and i'm so grateful for all the people that i've met there the trainers are like i'm still bestest friends with with a couple of the founders and and the trainers Mm -hmm. there and you know i'm so grateful for for rumble they really really gave me the opportunity to to put my love for boxing out to as many people as possible and all the other companies that i continue to work with you know i'm grateful for them because you can't do that shit alone and and nobody wants to work with a hater like you want to you want to you want to come at everything with an open mind and and even at like 10 plus years in the game like we're still open to doing more like oh, yeah. the stuff we can't talk about now but there may be some great you know things we're we do in the future with boxing still you know oh yeah no i mean that's the thing you know it's only getting started every time i come into it like damn i'm barely getting started damn i'm barely getting started everything's a new chapter i didn't think i would end up you know starting from where i did like to me it was crazy to like see guys like you and me getting involved in the group fitness space that's Mm -hmm. still crazy to me like to step in and grab a microphone and still do it and lead a a group fitness experience and be in competition with companies like soul cycle and barry's boot camp because at the end of the day like i'm on the same tier as these people that are elite in their respected uh, platforms that they get to deliver their workouts from. This is just my modality and very lucky to be able to do boxing, but mm-hmm. let alone being in a digital space and doing it too. It was like, wow, like I've seen trainers, like, I don't know, like Billy Blinks from Tybo do this gig and like have a camera on and, and do a whole workout. And I've never, I, I never would have thought when I first picked up a pair of mitts and that's, you know, where the future was going to end up. Yeah. And that's that's you now, and it's evolved and shaped so much. Who would have thought? You know, it went from like holding mitts for our clients, posting it on Instagram, to teaching these packed out group fitness classes with Rumble, to a consultant for Peloton, and helping mm-hmm. them put a boxing program together for their millions of subscribers. To you becoming being a boxing instructor on the Mirror and sharing it with millions. Is it, the the possibilities are endless? And again open mind experience both sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. you know be able to communicate your love your passion constantly refine your your skills as a coach and a boxer like yeah. simple things through with consistency throughout time yeah, well it's funny because like you know when you bring up like the hate that it first got obviously it comes from a position of being extremely close-minded and maybe at some point you were that person i know for a fact that maybe i was too like Dude, i want to do this like I'm not a group fitness instructor, man. I, uh, I'm, I'm a boxing trainer. Like, what do you, I don't understand like this concept. Little did I know that there was a lot to learn from these people that knew how to make a business scalable from a fitness standpoint. Learn that knew how to deliver to a clientele mm-hmm. that's going to pay top dollar to experience your workout and fill up a room to do your workout and your modality that you teach, whether it's Pilates, whether it's spin, whether it's a strength modality, a hit modality, or now a boxing modality. You put all these in the same category. And there's a lot to learn from these people that deliver these workouts and that formulate the concepts for these workouts. And if you don't get involved in it, then you're missing out on a lot of information you should be taking in from a professional yeah. standpoint. 
when I first moved to New York and before I worked at Rumble, there was another great boxing studio I worked at called Shadowbox. Um, unfortunately, right. not around anymore. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out to Raymond uh, Montavo. He brought me to New York City and, and Jaws Nelson. Um, yeah. Hopefully get them on the show soon, too. Yeah. But, you know, like when I first when I first moved to New York and, and got to understand the group fitness scene called the fitness scene in general in New York City. And they talked about yeah. these superstar instructors and trainers out mm -hmm. there. I couldn't believe the impact these people were, were having, bro. Selling mm -hmm. out classes like monday morning the schedule will launch and every class is booked out and 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 digital fitness has its you know ha, has its shine but in-person yeah. fitness too and back then oh, and, yeah. and it may not be as popular now because of the whole with the covid and everything yeah. and digital popped off but back then like to have to for people to pay 45 dollars to like sell out a class 60 in a room just to be in yeah. front of you to do a workout with you and let you lead them for that hour in new york where everyone's busy as hell like yeah. that shit was impressive and then yeah, and then you said come at it with an open mind and and take it all in it's like when i saw all these different barry's instructors soul cycle instructors boot camp instructors personal trainers being booked out left and right, i'm like i want to be that person but oh, for yeah. boxing yeah you know, it's funny because I remember, I remember first getting involved in it. Um, you know, you had already been involved. I was like, yo, my boy Jeremiah is doing it. But, like, I don't think I can get a microphone and do that. I'm kind of good off all this. And then I got Eugene Rem calling my phone. And, like, he's like, yo, I think you should come check it out. And I'm like, who is this Eugene Rem guy? I'm looking him up now. I'm like, damn, this uh -huh. whole New York scene's crazy. And, yeah. like, you know, this guy's a, you know, he's the, he's the real deal. And he's launching this thing and it's, and it's making some noise. And, you know, I didn't. I had no concept of what even group fitness was because I had never been to a group fitness experience. Never taken Soul Cycle. Never taken Berries. Never taken any group fitness concept. I literally only know the big box gyms from fitness, and then you know the boxing gyms that are out here in LA. I never really left. Then you go experience New York City, and you're like, wow, these people are huge in their communities, and they are the best part of people's day. And, you know, I, after that, I started, like, taking all these classes and learning from these people that are doing this with their respect and modality. Again, I'll take a Pilates class. I'll take a yoga class. I'm like, yo, who's your favorite instructor over there? Oh, yeah? They teach bar? I'm going to pull up. And then I'm going to learn something, too. And because at the end of the day, I got to deliver to this same clientele. These are nine-to-five workers, whether their favorite mm -hmm. modality is going to be boxing or their favorite modality is going to be Pilates. There's going to be an avenue to deliver a workout to them in a professional manner. And I'm grateful that I was able to come across people that were able to teach me it. And whether they know that they were teaching me or not, like any group fitness experience I've taken, I've come away with it learning so much about what I get to do to, to bring to the table on a fitness standpoint. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, it's late at night. We're talking about our, our, our <laughs> fitness memories in New York and we're getting all yeah, hyped yeah. up about it. And, and yeah. I know we're doing a lot of shout outs on this episode. But AJ and yeah. I have gone through so much you know, in this journey and come across with a lot of the same people, but shout out to Eugene Rem, man. I mean, <laughs> if there's one man that single-handedly changed my mindset as a businessman, a boxing coach, a fitness instructor, uh, a father, a husband, a man in general is Eugene Rem. And I'll put that out yeah. there. I'm foreshadowing. Hopefully I get him on the show soon. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to clip that and send it to him. <laughs> It was crazy, man. Like, you know, one of the, like, smartest businessmen I've ever come across. And, like, man, like you said, the guy changed your entire perspective on how to do this thing and do your thing. And I'm, like, the, the gems that he's dropped on me, like, 
in any interaction we've had, I've, I've always come away with it like, wow, like this is somebody I could really aspire to and mm -hmm. listen to. And, and, you know, I don't think he's ever given me bad advice. <laughs> like no, That's hard to right. say about most people that come across your life, you know? And yeah. yo, shout out to Eugene for sure. Yeah. Very particular who I take advice from. Like if, if I, I don't want to switch positions with you and what we're talking about, I won't, I won't mm -hmm. take your advice, but that man, he backs up everything he, he, yeah. he says. You know, yeah. he works harder than us. He works smarter than us. And he works more consistently than us. And and I'm just romanticizing New York again because, well, one, I'm gonna fly there in a couple of days and see everyone. Yeah, but like, yeah. I, I, just, I miss I being around those people. Dude, I, I always find myself finding my way back into that scene, even though we both, you know, moved back to to the West Side, man. Like, shout out to New York. That seems different. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So we, we covered a good amount of the fitness in the New York chapter. Let's move on to this. Um, you were in London cornering, um, helping corner face temper with Wally um, for, you know, that big fight. Like, what are your thoughts on the YouTube social media boxing scene? Like valid or not? Tell, tell me about your experience about it. Because you get the behind the scenes be of it all. You know, people get just the conspiracies, the, oh, they're being right. paid to, to, to lose. And it's a, it's this, they're pulling punches, this, like they're all talk. Like, tell me about it, man. You, you see it firsthand. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, it's tough for me to like pay attention to all of it. I was only focused, you know, for the fight that I was cornering and to be and like, you know, shout out to Wally, you know, being a chief second in his corner is a very easy job for me. I just make sure everything goes smoothly, dealing with commission, dealing with the referee, you know, doing all the things that, you know, any fight camp needs to be done on fight day and fight night in the corner and in the locker room. You know, I'm a part of that. And shout out to Wally and Tommy for letting me into the team right there with the face clan because, man, you know, these events are huge. And it now, like, these people are training their asses off and they're getting pretty good <laughs> they're getting I, good seen, bro i've seen my boy like from day one when he first like started working with my buddy wally i'm like all right you know tempers you know uh, he's a youtuber and he's got some martial arts experience like let's see what he does with his boxing thing man he's got his he's throwing his name in the ring and he wants to he wants to throw it out like so he's gonna get some real training now and you know the the growth seeing him like you know from day one to where he is now with him and wally like he got so good i was like yo like these you can't do anything but give respect to it. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're definitely not pulling punches. <laughs> no, the fights are real. Like the, the knockouts yeah. are real. You know, I, I am completely for it because of the fact that it brings a lot more eyes to the sport and Absolutely. it brings a lot of opportunity for, for trainers that actually train and put together fight camps for competitive fighters. It's very rare to find a big event to take your fighter to and mm -hmm. for your fighter to be at the level to earn a big paycheck where you can actually, you know, corner a fight and as a boxing coach, make money, even as a fighter, make money. Well, a lot of people don't know the business side of it and it's not a good business, but it's been turning around because obviously they can bring a lot of eyes to it. Um, the only time that I could like see like negativity coming from it, from my perspective, is if there's, or if there's a, a mismatch when it comes to the matchmaking aspect. Mm. I, I, you know, it's an extremely dangerous thing. And some of these guys, like I said, are yeah. really, really good and they're hitting really hard. And if you bring in a guy just because he has a big following and he's not taking his training seriously and the commission yeah. lets it slide, then, you know, that, that man could end up putting his life on the line because another guy yeah. was training, you know, just a lot harder than him. Yeah. Everyone's on their own journey when it comes into the boxing. And, and even like shout out to some of the creators out there that are taking on fights against actual fighters. Because yeah. um, oh, yeah. 
Bell fought this weekend too, right? And Dr. Mike, the YouTuber fought and they fought real, real fucking fighters. You know, that's how good these creators are getting. And, and whether they win or lose, like you got to respect that. And, and look, whether the, the boxing fans or fighters, coaches are hating on this movement, whether you like it or not, it's changing the game. And, and, and just like the fitness boxing scene back then when everybody hated on it, this is the same thing. Uh, yeah. the history is repeating so are you going to be a hater at the sidelines or are you going to take part and try to help and make it better like are yeah. you going to be that boxing coach that's like versus like pointing their finger laughing at that fighter or that creator for not having good technique are you going to be the boxing coach that steps in and helps them become great because yeah. we all know like to get good at boxing it takes consistency and hard mm-hmm. work those two if you could cut consistency and hard work that'll take you far so yeah. be the be the coach that helps a consistent, hardworking YouTuber or whatever, yeah. you know, get there. Why not? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, to, uh, you know, if you're a boxing trainer or a boxing coach and you get the opportunity to get, you know, a huge fight with a YouTuber who has zero fights, but the guy is going to make, uh, you know, more than any fighter that you're cornering within that entire year. And he's going to double, you know, any money you're making from that in just one night of fighting. It's like, okay, you give you give them an opportunity. It's like, you know, maybe, you know, I've seen it where like some guys, you know, they get frustrated because these guys don't train to the same capacity as the fighters that do it full time. But and it's like, well, how could they? <laughs> you know, like these people have full time careers. They are YouTubers first. Their first time they're lacing up a pair of gloves, you know, happens when they were like, you know, 19 and not when they were nine years old. And mm. it, it's uh, you know. If they're taking it seriously and then you as your as a trainer are really confident in what you're able to do, then you should have no problem with it because it's a bag at the end of the day. And if the fight's competitive and, you know, it's it's on the same spectrum of taking somebody to their first amateur show and and a smoker at, at that, you know, and obviously it might be on a way bigger platform. But if you're a trainer, you want these fights. There's money that could be put in your pocket and these people need help. So why not? Yeah. And I mean, again, it's changing, changing the game. And it, and it goes back to even what we were saying about um, boxers going into the fitness world, fitness people going into the boxing world. Mm-hmm. You go back to these YouTubers stepping in the boxing world. Why not these boxers now? You take some from the YouTubers and, and start, start logging your training, start creating content off of your training, um, yeah. and start building your fan base up through social media. And that mm-hmm. way you could get get a bag and get paid and get put on those big shows it's like too many people will sit outside outside and 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 ridicule these people for doing for doing the youtube thing and the youtube boxing and supporting it like take a page out of their book adapt and do it your own way and i think that's a good way for fighters now to and you start to see i've been seeing a lot of fighters taking over tiktok almost like the ryan garcia blueprint right Yep. And like you see, like, you know, you're able to put more butts in the seat when uh, you're a popular fighter. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, you know, and obviously you want to be as talented and as skilled as you can and, you know, be in the, you know, have the best resume possible if you, what you do is, is uh, fighting professionally. But at the end of the day, there's some marketing aspects that are going to give you better opportunities that are going to give you a path to, you know, being put in a position to get the most out of the short career that is a boxing career. Because whether mm-hmm. you like it or not, you still got to live the rest of your life from the day you retire after. So, you know, how much yeah. money you're going to make as a fighter. And yeah. you're going to fight forever. 
you can't at the end of the day nobody can beat father time so no. you know at some undefeated yeah you know, undefeated nobody's gonna, <laughs> everybody's gonna take that l at some point even today do i want a three mile run and i might have pulled a hamstring around five, six, two, five, no, no. Uh, well you and i will we'll stick to the pilates classes man and and <sighs> And the yoga no, no classes. Sleep. Yo, no, I will not tolerate any disrespect when it comes to Pilates, my boy. That that thing's hard. You be on yo. a performer like this, bro, and like you be, you be, you be <laughs> yo, hold on, holding a plank all of a sudden is the hardest thing you've done that day. And my like, little like, sister is a, is a Pilates instructor, and she's been inviting me to yep. class or even do a private with her, and I'm like, yeah. yo, I've been ducking. Yeah. I've been ducking. I got, I got humbled. I, w- I went on a first date to a Pilates class, not knowing anything about it. I was thinking like, yeah, it's probably you know, it's what like you know, soccer moms do. Let me pull up and go show them what time it is. I'm the only guy in class, but I'm the oh, I'm the one who's getting who's getting, who's getting you know ran around. I'm, I'm they're running circles around me. I'm getting burnt out holding a plank, and I'm like, yo, this reformer's different. Oh, I never felt like this, and I left with my abs like more sore than they've ever been in my entire life. Amazing, amazing. Hey, Again, I'm having man, an open mind, man. That's you. the that's that's the theme of today's you know conversation is do both, yeah. like be part yeah. of both, be open to doing both. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. I mean, that you know, it's funny because a lot of the, the knowledge I do have in the fitness space comes from other people that are experts in their field, whether it be CrossFit, whether it be kettlebells, whether it be TRX, whether it be. Uh, you know, working with clients that are elderly and they only do uh, physical therapy. Like these are really smart people Mm -hmm. that by the book understand kinesiology, understand lymphatic system, understand so many different things that, uh, you know, that is the fitness and wellness community. And, you know, like once the doors open for me in that, in that spectrum, I was like, wow, like as a boxing trainer, you know, I belong right here with these people. Mm -hmm. Well, boxing is, is that popular now, which, you know, I hope we people recognize that we help helped it get to that. <laughs> hey man, get to that hey, stage. You know whether they do or whether they don't. Yeah, at the end of the day, we still gonna be over here shining, so they are gonna see us at the top regardless. <laughs> That's a fact. Well, so I mean, the writing's on the wall, but where do you see the future of boxing now? You know. Well, I mean, I just see it being right where it is now, where it's continuing to grow. Because I think for a brief period, you know, as UFC got so big and the sport of MMA got so big. Um, that a lot of the business side of boxing ended up, you know, taking a big hit. You know, you say like if there was one sole company that was boxing, that the stocks were down for, you know, at least a decade or so. And, you know, the the more popular sport now is going to be for a combat sport, for a fan to watch is going to be a mixed martial arts. But when you come, you know, from a position of like, all right, like here's a new way to look at boxing. Like, you know, there's going to be, yeah, there's going to be these YouTubers lacing up gloves and they don't want to, you know, do it in the MMA thing. They were trying to do boxing. That's kind of what's hot right now. And then if, from a fitness standpoint, this modality is here to stay. I don't know if you know this, but like these gyms are opening up by the dozens in your area. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like they're going to be there They're gonna and people are going to take the classes and people are going to do the workouts. And then I've seen people that have done their first boxing experience, putting on a pair of gloves in a studio or in a gym that didn't have any fighters. They didn't have any sparring and they at some point found another gym and they got the sparring and they turned into the fighter. They, yeah. they got an amateur fight. They got, they've won tournaments and like their first day wasn't in a boxing gym that was grungy that would have people getting yeah. concussions in it. And they navigated themselves into, you know, adding boxing to their day to day. 
So, you know, I see boxing continuing to grow and, you know, whether it's going to be on a digital end, whether it's going to be from, you know, the YouTubers, like, you know, really making some noise. And then, you know, because what you'll start to see is like on their undercards, they got some really talented boxers and then their followings growing up. So, mm-hmm. man, boxing's only going up, man. The stock's, yeah. the stock's rising and we're part I'm- of that growth. To paint that picture for everyone, I mean, visualize this again. And to recap what AJ just said is like a male or female steps into a box group boxing fitness studio class. First time ever being exposed to it um, because of it's accessible through these workouts. Now they fall in love with boxing. They go from the group fitness studio class to a traditional boxing gym. They go from a group fitness class to this traditional gym with a trainer. They start doing mitts. They start doing bag work. They start shadow boxing. They start doing drills. They, they take a fight. They take an amateur fight. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this firsthand. They take yep. an amateur fight, that, which may turn into a professional fight, which may mm-hmm. turn into us, a coach. Yeah. Yeah. And they turn into coaches and they share their love and journey with others. And then they share it with another thousands of people and then they sprout up. And that's how the game has changed is and come at it with the open mind. Y'all like, like that. We've seen that evolution. Yeah, man. Well, let me ask you, Jerry, what do you see yourself growing with this boxing coming up in the future, man? Like you see yourself really sticking with just the fitness stuff that you got going on and then the, social media stuff or do you see yourself like you know stepping into the you know the julian tua role or the you know the wally role where you're just training fighters as well you know that that has always been an end end goal for me is to to train Mm -hmm. fighters but i think for me i'm i'm in a different chapter now i'm in the chapter world you know i still want to i want to get one professional fight in there i fought close to 20 times amateur I want to fight yeah. professionally just once, and I want to do yeah. it in New York in front of my yeah. my New York people. So when I yeah. whenever I get the opportunity to get on a proper show, um, yeah. that that'll that'll help put me on like a, a DAZN car, or if I could fight at Madison Square Garden, yeah. that's a bucket list thing for me. Um, and then once I go through that and and and, and build up the content behind that, because I'm I'm yeah. watching, I'm evolving too, like. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing what the YouTubers are doing, step in the boxing world. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to step into their world and create content yeah. to help impact people, not just through workouts. It, like mm-hmm. still, I still do it in the fitness world and through workouts, yeah. but I want to do it in the gen- through the general population, through the content I create. Hence why I do the podcast and share, you know, the stories of, of people in the boxing world and, you know, build the content, maybe get that profile in. And, and mm-hmm. when, when I'm satisfied with, with all that in the career spectrum of it, I just want to give all my time to, you know, helping, you know, kids come up in this and fighters come up in this and be in that grungy traditional boxing gym. I want to go back to that. I want to end, yeah. end there. I'm going to open my own, open multiple. And, and because the more boxing for everyone, the better, in my opinion. No, that's crazy. Cause like, if anybody should get a shot, like, you know, you know, having a promoter, like, you know, like, Hey, you, you get this guy a four-rounder, he's going to put some butts in the seats early on the night, right? Oh, yeah. His name's oh, Jeremiah. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna, I, it's guaranteed. I don't know what to tell you. Like, my boys yeah, yeah. put butts in the seats in that city, you know, for years. You, people are going to show up, and they're yeah. going to show up early, which is really hard to do. You yeah. go to watch these four-rounders, these six-rounders, where a guy has a professional debut or they're having their second, third professional fight, there's nobody there. Yeah, <laughs> but, and I never talked about yeah. this. I Like, people saw yeah. me training heavily. Um yeah. Back, like a few months ago back in May because I always wanted to pursue that and I was actually in talks with somebody at zone and I was yeah. like do you have anything in New York and coming up with like we won't have anything for the rest of the year so I 
kind of pulled back the trend. Like, I can't be sparring yeah. these like high level guys getting my ass kicked, getting ready for fights <laughs> through the year. So, that, but we'll, we'll make people don't see it. Man. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back after it when there could be a proper show at that. Out of all, uh, I forgot to ask you this out of all like the YouTuber, who, who's the best one, most skillful one? Let's get it on the record. Uh, I mean, well, I don't really know skill wise. I would like have to like, I don't really know the entire spectrum of it. I don't know every fighter. There might be a guy out there that's really good that I just haven't seen yet. And, but I guess the one who's making the most noise and has the most experience is going to be Jake Paul. Right. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, how people think his fights are rigged. Really, I, I know guys that have sparred with him and, like, you know, he's got real skills. He's not. Oh, he trains you know, for real. <laughs> yeah. You can say what you want about the fights that he takes and him not fighting, you know, like a. A traditional boxer like who's around his same age and same experience level but you know to, i think you'd be surprised how he does against a lot of those guys um you know depending on their level as well but like if they have the same resume as him you know zero amateur fights and then just the youtube boxing scene like and that's all they have i doubt you'll find anybody that can compete with it you know and he fought on big stages people don't he take that said, account like how hard it is to be to fight in front of thousands of people millions watching on on tv how that's difficult and to critique you and and everything from like a coaching standpoint like watching it you're like okay he's gotten a lot better at this he's improved on this and like you can see within every fight and it's like i can't deny that he's gotten better every time he's gotten up there so you know and again doing it on a huge stage is different than when you see it in the gym yeah I mean, uh, Jake Paul, I've, I give him flowers, his flowers already. I, I, I did a post on him on TikTok the other day and, and yeah. mad respect for him on the W against Anderson. And Anderson did not throw that fight. I mean, he's such a pure martial artist that he's not going to throw away his career. I mean, and if he did, and like, that's, that's fucked up. If, if, he, if he didn't get Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., you know, an easy night, because he absolutely yeah. did not, he whooped that boy's ass, which is crazy. That to even watch that happen, then you mm-hmm. gotta. You, I seriously doubt he would throw that fight with Jake Paul. I mean, One I mean, well, I guess, I guess we're just speculating, right? What do we know? I don't know anything. So <laughs> yeah, well, what do we? We it's not like we're in the gyms every day with these people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I um, mean, I wouldn't corner Anderson thinking like, "Oh, you're about to throw this fight." Like yeah. me personally, like I can't be a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse. You know, like so. I would hope that his team, and I think he has a really good team around him. They're gonna be like they came in trying to win, man. Like, why not? You know, but dude, just show him his love, give him his flowers. A, you know, like a it's, fight's it's- a, a fight's a fight. I don't know why people take yeah. it so personally and get so offended based on like you know where somebody first started their boxing. It's like yeah. I don't give a shit. Like I'm trying to watch a fight. You know, like, I'm, gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest about watching the fight. Did you win or did you lose? And like that's yeah. what boxing is at the end of the day. I'm I'm going on record with this. Jake Paul's super nice with it. Um, as far as mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't even classify him as a as a YouTube boxer anymore. But the nicest yeah. one out of all of them, Salt Poppy, bro. Have you seen <laughs> no. Salt Poppy? He so got was, hands. Yeah, he's he's really good. He's actually yeah. really good. I would I would love to see a fight between the two of them at some point. You know, <laughs> Salt Poppy can he can crack and like um, Southpaw. Yeah, like, he, was he can move. Mismatched bro. in his last fight, extremely mismatched. Oh yeah, that was uh, fucked up. That yeah. was fucked I met, up. I, I met him in passing because there, there were so many promotional things going on that week when uh, my guy Tepper fought on that card, and I didn't watch any of the fights. I'm in the locker room, like only focused on Tommy's fight. And I remember going home after like watching, like you know, this kid perform, and I was like, oh man, this guy, like, I didn't, nice. I, you know, 
He's pretty Shit. good. I was like, yeah, he give me problems, bro. Oh, 100. Like, yeah, I have to like really bite down and like you know do this thing because this guy can crack, you know. And yeah, man, and he's lost a lot of weight too. Like yeah, yeah. You know, good. I know you 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 got to give him his flowers. That that's your people's right there, you know. Yeah, Filipino <laughs> family. I got to, yeah. got to. Uh, let's wrap wrapping this up, man. This was a great conversation. What what's boxing taught you that you want to share with others? Boxing has taught me one one good lesson. So one thing about boxing, in order to be really good at it, okay, like when you start to find your groove with it, once you're like having your first few sparring sessions, you're hitting the bag, you're doing this. One thing that's really difficult to do is remain composed when you're getting mm. your ass kicked. Right. Mm. And so I remember those times where I had to like cover up and bite down and I have a guy who's a lot better than me beating me up and he's going to, he does, he's not showing any mercy. And if you panic in that moment, it's not going to oh, end well. Yeah. But in order to increase your odds to actually finding your way out of this and getting at least out of it without getting dropped or hurt too bad is remaining composed. So mm. that lesson that I learned in boxing, I apply to everything I do. So like mm-hmm. as long as no matter how stressful anything gets, cause I don't care who's punched me in the face, whether you've been a world champ, a national champ, you've never kicked my ass as much as my own life has. And mm-hmm. when life that's is kicking my ass, I got to remain composed and I got to bite down on my mouthpiece and I got to grind. So that's a, that's composure. a damn, damn good less composure, the ability to operate at a high level under a lot of pressure. And that translates yep. to shit outside of life easily, yeah. easily. Yeah. So yeah, man, a hundred percent. Oh man, episode five in the books, ladies and gentlemen. AJ Perez, dude, great, great conversation, man. We, we gotta, yeah. you know, we gotta, we gotta do a re up another episode later down the line yeah. and see where things at. And it's only oh, at the yeah. beginning, brother. Thank you hey, for man, coming on the show. Sure. What? No, nah, man. Thank you for having me, man. You're a legend in the game. Jimmy. Wait, how, how do people find you on um, social media wise? Um, AJ, uh, what's it on Instagram? Yeah, I'm uh, at the real AJ Perez. Tap in with me, send me a DM. I may or may not answer, but we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, you got TikTok yeah. as well. And if yeah, you want to work out with them, you can work out with them on the Mirror app. You can work out with mm-hmm. them at Rumble Boxing in West Hollywood or when mm-hmm. he's in New York City. Um, mm-hmm. Just hit him up, train with them, get some good content out of it, make some memories. Appreciate mm-hmm. you, brother. My man. Thank you, Jeremiah. My-